following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Welcome to another episode of the Lucha Outsider Show. Let's see if I still remember how to do this. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chilling, and anti-hero of the IWC, your boy Mr. Rated R, and I'm joined by my tag team partner. He is the analysis of the L-O-C. He's the man that put the honor back in Ring of Honor. What is going on? Wow, bro. It's been a while, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like we say this every time we record something. <laughs> it's been a... Uh... It's been a rough few months. It's been a rough year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. being busy and then all the stuff that happened personally and stuff like that. But yeah, here we are. And uh, I feel like we had to do an episode here. There's been a lot that's gone on since we've last hit the air. Plus, me and you are getting ready to, uh, you know, head to Chicago for a big weekend next weekend. So yeah, I just felt like, you know, no matter what was going on right. with me this weekend, uh, I needed to, you know, record a show. So here we are. Yeah, so Leo right now is on vacation. Much deserved. He's out with his family. I think they went to Puerto Rico. I could be wrong. We will return as a unit sometime after All Out. That's what I want to say, but we'll see what happens. So it's funny because uh, you yes, some shit that's going on, but you reached out and now we're here. We're back. Yeah, we're back. I'm, I'm glad I did because, uh, like I said, I, I, I didn't want to make you do that, even <laughs> though I'm sure you can handle it on your own. I mean, <laughs> A superstar, obviously. No, no, listen, I'm just a talker. This is just what I do. <laughs> hey, and that's that's what you need to be if you want to, you know, do something like this. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm happy. All right, dude, let's get started. But before we do, hashtag it's Rebel time. All right, bro. Let's start with the negative, bro. Let's get this out of the way. What the fuck is happening with AEW? I think it's safe to say that the honeymoon phase is completely over. It's gone. It's out the window. It was bound to happen. Man, before we break down like some of like the, the controversy, some of the shenanigans that are happening backstage, before I hit record, you said you're frustrated with AEW. Just give me your quick thoughts before we start breaking down into detail what's been going on with AEW. Uh, I mean, so the reasons I'm frustrated, you know, I'm not even like the backstage drama... All that stuff, I don't really like. I thought I don't pay attention to it, but I don't really like. I'm not really harping on that as a reason why I'm frustrated. I'm, it's more so of what I'm seeing on TV, uh, the way Tony Khan's been booking the show, uh, just the way things have been going. The way, I mean, the fact that the, we have a pay per view next week, and <laughs> to me, 
all out, I mean, some people could, you know, um, say that Double or Nothing is like AEW's WrestleMania, but I strongly believe... No, nah, it's all I out. I stand by this, that all out. It's all out. Is WrestleMania for, for AEW. And literally, you know, AEW has four pay-per-views throughout the year. They have so much time to build stories and, and build these matches. And I feel like this pay-per-view has just been thrown together uh you know with uh, on just a few weeks notice it's it's basically like tony khan said oh shit like you just looked at the calendar for the first time oh crap we're approaching uh labor day weekend i gotta put together a pay-per-view card and he's just throwing things at the wall and seeing if they stick it's you know there's just no hype surrounding the pay-per-view i mean we're literally a week out a week from today is all out and we have no main event announced for the world championship that's just so unlike him it's so unlike AEW as, as, as a whole. I don't The way he's been booking lately just really has been very infuriating to me. And Rampage is probably the worst wrestling show on television. <laughs> I, I'll go on record and say it is it is the worst show. I, he, he'll go on Twitter and tweet out how great of a card he's got for Friday night. Rampage and all this stuff. Bro, it, it is terrible every single week. And I don't even watch it. I just look at the match card and I see the highlights. I'm like, how can anybody sit here on a Friday night and watch this? It's absolutely awful. And yeah, I mean, and then, you know, you, you put the backstage drama on top of all that. <laughs> it's just no, like, there just seems like there's no, like, like Tony Khan needs some help back there. He needs somebody yeah. to kind of just, like, kind of restore order back there because this guy's wearing too many hats and trying to do too many things. And everybody's just butting heads and just, oh my God, they're. A, a lot is going right on, and not necessarily in a good way, okay? And I'm not going to sit here and say that the AEW product is terrible. It's not terrible, but it has been questionable as of late. I, I said that the honeymoon phase is over, and it was bound to happen. Because, you know, everything was, for the most part, unless you're just an AEW hater that just wants to see this company fail and just hates Tony Khan's guts. For the most part, everything has been even... Has been even playing field and rainbows and and you know butterflies right like oh aw such a great company you know we're one team we want to see each other succeed and this and that and blah 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 but you know a lot has changed going back to what aw originally was in 2019 okay you know you have now tony have him juggling different things in, in his life and in his world you know with the soccer teams he owns and you know the jacksonville jaguars and aw and whatever you're gonna do with ring of honor and you're booking the company like it, there, there's a lot of things that tony has his hand on okay so that plays a factor you know cody's gone let's also switch the channel and wwe is putting out their best product that they've done in years okay with triple h at the realm so now you have all these talent that went to AEW kind of second-guessing themselves, and it's like, man, I'm not saying I'm miserable in AEW, but if I would have known Hunter was going to take over... love to just stick around and wait for Hunter to, to take over, but obviously who knew he was going to take over as quickly as he did? You know, if these allegations didn't come out about Vince McMahon, you know, Triple H would not be in charge right now, so... I mean, nobody could have predicted that. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. And I think that's the biggest thing, too, of why we're so down on AEW. And WWE is putting out, like you said, some of the best shows that they've put out in a long, long time. And it's exciting. You don't know who's going to return and, and uh, what Triple H is going to do next. And there's rumors of him, uh, you know, redesigning, uh, you know, the championship belts and 
it's exciting. Like, you just don't know. It's like a whole new WWE. And this is what we've been waiting for for a long time. So I just feel like that could be another reason why us, and I'm sure we're not the only ones who are kind of down on AEW right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, all these all these different factors, everything's going on in WWE. It's definitely just not helping. And, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty crazy how quickly the tides can turn, you know. I do want to talk about WWE in a bit, but I, I really want to focus on just kind of AEW right now. So let's go back two weeks ago, okay? Well, let's go back three weeks ago. CM Punk makes his return, okay? He he made the save, I believe. Uh, well, not really made the save, but like you know, you had like the Jericho Appreciation Society, Blackpool Combat Club. They were going at it, and CM Punk ended up making his return, evening the odds. And then we had the face off between Mox and Punk. Fast forward a week later, you have Punk coming out, and he cut a very interesting promo, which now it's being reported that he went off the cuff, but was never in the plans. Kind of shot on Hangman. He challenged Hangman, and obviously Hangman didn't come out because that was never part of the plan. And he said something down the lines like, um, you know, make sure the next time you make an apology or something like that, it's it sticks or something down those lines or whatever. He said, that's not cowboy shit, it's coward shit or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Moxie ended up coming out. This is what I find very funny, okay? Because listen, I'm a punk guy, but just because I'm a CM Punk guy doesn't mean that I'm going to be apologetic and just accept everything he does, right? So, like, you are arguably... One of the greatest wrestlers to ever touch a microphone, okay? you could A lot of people could put him top five, top two, top three, whatever. But he's up there, okay? What he's done in the wrestling business, it, it, it's legendary, all right? He's a legend. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, all right? Whether you like CM Punk or not. Because I know there's a whole bunch of CM Punk haters. And there's a lot of people. Well, I won't say a lot. But there's a good portion of people that still haven't forgiven CM Punk for you know leaving the way he did with WWE which that's just idiotic to me but whatever to each their own okay I do find it very ironic how this guy that's being reported through like a hissy fit about a line that Hangman Page said about like workers right workers rights in a promo leading to double or nothing okay he had a problem with a line that he said yet during Moxley's entrance this guy's laying on the floor doing snow angels and talking on the microphone so i'm like whether you spoke about you doing this to mox or not it's like you know to me i'm looking at it well that's kind of disrespectful don't you think you're the champion and you're you know kind of not taking your you know your opponent seriously like that so whatever we had mox get in the ring they kind of had a back and forth they did a pull apart whatever which listen they're pull apart for this even the one they did later on the night, I thought it was god-awful. It just did not look realistic to me. It just... The way Punk was throwing, like, hands at and mocks, it just looked not good at all. So, news started coming out that Punk didn't want to... He was thinking about not even... No showing Dynamite, which I, I have mixed feelings about that. And now we're getting the match that we thought we were going to get all out. Because this is... Listen, this is a marquee match. Whether you like it or not, Mox versus Punk is a marquee match. Well, out of nowhere, now we're going to get it at next week's Dynamite, which was this past week. Fast forward to this past week, they didn't put this match on the main event. So I instantly thought, oh, like, we're getting shenanigans, okay? I'm thinking maybe Hangman is going to interfere and we get a three-way at All Out. Maybe even an MJF return. I was thinking so many different directions where this could go. Mox pretty much destroys Punk in three minutes. Punk is selling, like, his ankle again. Now... 
we don't know what to believe, okay? A lot of people are speculating that Tony did this as like a kind of like punishment for Punk in a sense that, listen, you did what you did, went off the cuff. I'm just going to take the title off of you. People are speculating that. There's other people that are saying that this was all Mox's idea for a bigger plan. I don't know what that plan is. Fantasy booking for me, right? I looked at that and it's like, listen, if... Punk right now, he's not really necessarily sitting well with the wrestling audience, okay? Just based on everything that came out. I think if everything gets worked out backstage, this will be the perfect time to turn CM Punk heel. And that image, which I posted in our in our page, Lucha Outsiders on Instagram, the image of him looking back, selling his ankle, and looking back at the crowd, celebrating with Moxley, that image, that visual right there, that's the perfect CM Punk AEW villain origin story where you could go off to the races with CM Punk just full turning heel, which let's be honest, CM Punk as heel is the best CM Punk. You could do a lot with that. Now, whether we're going to get that or not, I don't know. This is just me fantasy booking. But man, I don't even know how to feel about what we got on Dynamite. I had I had a lot of people saying like they loved it. I had a lot, a lot of people saying like they hated it. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm kind of like indecisive about it. I think I'll have a better reaction on how I feel about what we got on Dynamite this past week, depending what we're going to get next week and what we're going to get at All Out. Because I feel like if we're just going to get a rematch without any, with no substance... I'm going to be kind of disappointed with what we got at Dynamite. Because then it's like, what was the point to even have this match at Dynamite and not at All Out? Yeah. Um, the whole entire thing is a complete mess. But, yeah, I mean, CM Punk going off on Hangman. Totally just, uh, I mean, something that I didn't expect from CM Punk. I mean, a guy like him, especially coming into this locker room with a bunch of, you know, young kids. And he's trying to be a leader and set the right example. And I just feel like I... I just really was pretty surprised that he did what he did calling out hangman which obviously making hangman look like a fool because he's obviously not going to be coming out because right. it's a part of the script so he buried hangman completely like completely buried the shit out of him um just because you know he, he was sending a receipt for something that happened back in may which i don't even fully understand that because if cm punk was so mad at something that hangman said back in may CM Punk was on television a few times after he won the title. It's not like he immediately, you know, left with this injury. He did cut that promo on Rampage, you know, when he got the injury. He did team with FTR, I believe, a few days after the pay-per-view and did cut a promo after that yep. before yep. Tanahashi came out. Mm -hmm. So why wait until now to send a receipt to Hangman? Like, like, he really held on to that for that many months? It makes no sense. That. You know how crazy that sounds? I have an issue with Hangman Page. And then apparently it was reported, like, after he cut the promo... Listen, there's mixed reports about this whole story in general, but there's one report that I remember reading that said that Hangman and Punk did have words backstage, and then they had, like, a closed meeting with Tony Khan, and apparently Punk said something down the lines that he'll never job to Hangman Page. And I'm thinking to myself, it's like, bro... You're supposed to be the quote-unquote best in the world, the voice of the voiceless, the guy that that spits fire on the microphone, right? You, you're the one that created the quote-unquote pipe bomb. And you have an issue with something Hangman Page said in a promo leading to the pay-per-view, okay? The main event of the, of the pay-per-view. 
and you're being sensitive about that you know how crazy you sound all these reports saying that cm punk has an issue with hangman page do you know how crazy me just saying that sound i know and, and especially because like you said cm punk has been very vocal on the microphone not i'm not just talking about AEW, but for years you know going back to his pipe bombs and everything that he said in wwe like this man never holds back on the microphone. So for him to get mad and pissed off about something that Hangman said, probably off script, maybe he didn't, you know, um, ask Punk if he could say it first. Yeah, but even still, you know, I mean, like, you have words backstage, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen again, and you move on. I mean, the whole entire thing just seems so childish to me. Uh, but, of course, we're not back there. We don't know. Well, and, and that's why there's so many mixed reports, right? You have right, uh, right. you have some reports from Fightful, from Sean Ross Sapp, who is very reliable in my opinion. Then you have Dave Meltzer. He's, he's saying his own version of things. You have Mike Johnson over in PW Insider. Like, there's so many mixed reports, right? Well, that's why it's hard to really, like, analyze this because I don't want to say something that, you know, like, I don't want to be, oh, CM Punk's being such a baby if, like, there's more to the story. Like, who knows? I mean, from what we know, it seems like he's being a baby, but... Um, you know, and yeah. I love CM Punk. Right. I've always been a big CM of Punk course, guy. I always will be a big CM Punk guy. But in this situation, I'm siding with Hangman. And you know what? I was one of these people watching Dynamite on Wednesday that was very happy that, to see Mox. Uh, <laughs> listen, CM Punk. I was... as much as I love CM Punk, that's weird for me to say. Listen, I, I love Mox too. Very happy. I love Mox. I probably love Mox as much as I love Punk. And listen, I'm a Punk guy. I've always been a CM Punk guy. And also to all the the people involved in wrestling journalism and the quote-unquote content creators and the wrestling podcasters that were saying oh you see CM Punk has always been a problem you see what he did to the WWE when he left now that's AEW's problem listen if you actually think what Punk what reportedly is being said about Punk and his attitude and what he's doing right now and being a big baby about things if you're going to compare that to when Punk walked down in WWE you're a fucking moron it's not even close to being the same thing Punk was miserable Punk was hurt and let's be honest here, WWE did not value CM Punk the way they should have valued him, okay? He was a top star, but for whatever reason, they never saw him as a top star. Everyone else did. The audience wanted him to be them in the main events. And for whatever reason, WWE never saw him that way, even when he was champion. It's not even comparable. Yeah, I mean, and then also to add to that, you know, CM Punk nearly died because WWE was being neglectful towards, you know, yep. a lot of the uh, se severities of you know, CM Punk's injury at the time. So, yeah, I mean, for, you know, it's totally not even uh, the same thing at all. But, yeah, I mean, listen, just do not agree with, you know, what CM Punk did going off the script. And, of course, that is what kind of, like, you know, started the whole, um, you know, outpouring of rumors about all these backstage issues that, you know, Punk and Hangman have. And also, too, oh, the Elite now uh, are pissed at Punk because Punk came in and basically demanded that Cole Cabana goes away. And Tony Khan, uh, you know, listen to punk and then he threw cole cabana to ring of honor and now cole cabana's not in the dark order anymore we don't see him on tv he's not in aew anymore because cm punk didn't want him around and now we have you know drama and you know with the women backstage and then you got eddie kingston punching sammy guevara and it's just like listen these things are going to happen in a locker room full of guys who are as you know competitive as these guys are i mean they everybody's got uh, big egos and mm -hmm. these things happen it's, it was bound to happen anyway and also to the people that are saying like you see AEW is a sinking ship they're like the next WCW let's not act like there haven't been issues like this in other locker rooms too yeah. are we going to forget about Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart are we going to forget about Chris Jericho and Bill Goldberg are we going to forget about all these times there's been issues backstage with talent 
It happens. These guys it are. It happens all the time. They're Chris alphas, Jarrett, Dawn, right? Lesnar, remember they got. Yeah, they got the into stuff. it. It happens. Like yeah. I, I just love people are so stupid, and you just want to see all these companies fail. And like something that I've been saying for months with the tribalism of wrestling fans, it's like. Listen, if you just don't like a product, just don't watch it. But why would you want to see a a brand fail? It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I mean, not everybody's going to love each other in the locker rooms. They're just not. They're going to have to work, learn to work together and work through it. And, yeah, sometimes somebody will say something, like like you said, right? You have to go off the script and not, you know, uh, asking somebody if they could say certain things. And it pisses somebody off and it's disrespectful. I mean, like, this is the business. Uh, this is wrestling in general. This is how the business operates. So, yeah, this stuff was bound to happen. But this is what I was talking about in the start of the show. And I actually saw a tweet about this. And it's it's 100% true. And I don't, I don't remember exactly what the tweet said. But it was something along the lines of, like, Tony Khan has been wearing too many hats. And yes. he needs help backstage. He needs somebody to restore order. Somebody like a William Regal. Now, William Regal's backstage. And he's going to be like, doing. let's put everybody together in war games. <laughs> right. Like, he's, you know, he's. He's got that voice that he could, uh, you know. I think Regal would be the perfect guy. Would listen to him. That's why. Listen, man. The Cody effect. When Cody was there, things were a little bit more calm. The only issues you quote unquote heard from is like, oh, well, Cody and Elite don't see eye to eye anymore. That was it. You didn't necessarily hear anything else. I, I do want to touch more on the Mox and Punk uh, side of things in, in a bit, but you know they had a company, they had a talent meeting, okay, before Dynamite this past week, and apparently Tony Khan spoke, the Elite spoke. That means Kenny Omega, the Bucks, Chris Jericho spoke, Tony Schiavone spoke, because I think now he's like the he's like the head of talent relations. They're they're trying to. You know, do damage control. Okay, rightfully so. They need to do damage control. And I and I strongly believe AEW is going to get past this. Okay? This, what we're, what we're witnessing right now, and this is just by what's being reported by the dirt sheets, okay? This was all bound to happen. The honeymoon phase is now over when it comes to AEW. That doesn't mean the company's going to fail. Listen, you have a shit ton of egos. You have Tony Khan juggling a million things. You still have... Brand new talent showing up. And you have talent from other promotions showing up. That all plays a factor. Taking other people's spots that are contracted by AEW. So, of course, there's going to be people feeling a certain type of way. Yeah, and, and it's going to continue. I mean, yeah, they're going to get past it for the time being. But there's always going to be situations like this coming up, I'm sure. Because, again, things come up like this in every single company. There's always backstage drama. There's, it's just kind of something that happens. And, uh, you know... Again, they'll get past it, but yeah, I mean, it just seems like right now it's just one issue after the other after the other, which is crazy. It's all coming out at one time, and, you know, not to mention it's coming out, you know, right around the time where, you know, it's supposed to be AEW's biggest pay-per-view all out next week, so the timing could not be any worse. It sounds like a lot of talent want all out on all out. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. I mean, this, you know, yeah, that's the thing. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to want out of AEW, too. I don't know if you saw, um, you know, a report about Conan. Uh, he said, you know, last time he was backstage, there was a lot of people that were just complaining to him about the booking. They are frustrated with Tony Khan's booking and the way they're used and stuff like that. That's going to start to happen, too. It, I mean, it already kind of happened with, you know, uh, Marco Stunt, Joey Janela, them going off and talking about how, like, Tony Khan never contacted them. He just let their contracts run out. There's no communication. Like, there's going to start to be a lot more of that come out and a lot more of, like, you know, frustrations of people who just want out and want to go elsewhere especially now with triple h running the ship and running a pretty damn good ship 
on the other side, um, you know, they, they might want to take their chances. So that's going to be bound to happen as well sooner rather than later. Like you said, with the amount of people that Tony keeps bringing in, he's using all these people constantly week after week after week, overusing his own talent. I mean, he's using, you know, not contract talent to come in and job pretty much. But still, like, they're getting TV time, and people who are under contract are not. Yeah, I mean, things hopefully will get better, but it's always there's always going to be some things that come out here and there with backstage drama. And uh, it's, like you said, the honeymoon phase is over, and it's not all sunshine and rainbows backstage at AEW. It's, it's just not. When it comes to the Mox and Punk side of things, it's being reported that we're going to get this rematch all out, which... I have mixed feelings about it, man. Like, I don't know how you sell me on this. Like, I- I'm sure All Out as a sh- overall is going to be a good show, okay? Like, I'm not saying that's not going to be a good show. I'm not saying that I'm not going to enjoy All Out because we will be there live, right? But, man, it's just kind of going back to what you said. It just seems like this whole card is just being put together on a fly. And it's like, if, it's, if what's being reported, that we're going to get Punk and Mox again at Chicago, it's like... Why the fuck did we even get this this match, if you want to call it that, this past Wednesday night? I just don't understand it. I, I don't. I, I'm I'm kind of hoping that it becomes a three-way. I hope Hangman gets involved. That's that's what I want. I don't think that's going to happen, but as a fan, I want a triple threat match. Yeah, I, listen, I mean, I still don't understand why we got what we got on Wednesday. I thought we'd get some answers on Rampage. Clearly, we didn't. They, you know, uh, Tony Khan was hyping up this. Uh, backstage video from CM Punk and all. Oh, let's let's hear from CM Punk. I thought he was gonna lay down a challenge. Dude, Mox, that was you know? a that was the biggest waste of fifty seconds I've ever seen in my life. I mean, yeah, it was a whole lot of nothing. In it that. was a whole lot of nothing. And that's why, like, I'm frustrated with Tony Khan because, okay, yeah, when they booked this match for Dynamite, you kind of knew it was some fugazi finish, but we got five minute squash pretty much. So he basically false advertised. Not didn't really. I'm actually yeah. Let me backtrack. He didn't false advertise because we did get the match, but like he just hyped it up so much where fans in attendance, especially buying tickets, thinking that they're gonna get you know great world championship match, and we got a five minute squash instead. It wasn't Apparently, even the yeah. main event. And yeah, and it wasn't even the main event. And then again, he's hyping this up, and everybody he's trying to get people to tune in for twenty seconds of like CM Punk basically saying a whole lot of nothing. It's like there he's just hyping stuff up to get people excited for nothing and that's just so unlike what he's done in the past and yeah i mean i'm I'm assuming we're getting this match again at the pay-per-view but let me tell you this makes absolutely no sense so cm punk got squashed you know because um you know his foot acted up on him again he was injured he got taken to the back by the doctors all this stuff so he's not 100 percent. so you're telling me a week later He's gonna be 100, percent and he's gonna fight a more competitive match and possibly win the title because I think there's a good chance he actually does win the title back. I feel Mania. listen. I feel like with the direction that this whole quote unquote story, if you want to call it that, has been going, it would not shock me that even in Chicago, if Punk wins, they might boo. Oh, oh yeah, 100. percent I, I am, I am gonna put all all the chips on the table for that as well. I'll put all my money on the line because. Yeah, I could totally see that happening too. I mean, CM Punk is just not loved anymore. I mean, you know, he's loved by some people, <laughs> right. but especially with all this drama and all this backstage stuff that came out, people aren't stupid. They read the dirt sheets. They're well aware of what's been going on, and uh, yeah, he's not—he's not the the savior that everybody thought he was. You know, when he arrived on the scene. 
I also read a rumor. I also read a rumor that they had to call an audible in this match, and that's the re- that's the reason why this match was so short. Is because prior to the match, when Punk was backstage, he sneezed and re-injured himself, and that's the reason why the match was three minutes. <laughs> oh my god! Listen, I listen. I want people to understand. I I'm still a Punk guy. All right, like I love CM Punk. I'm not gonna. Go, I'm not gonna here and say fuck punk or whatever and anybody that that was riding with punk and cheering for punk and now you have an attitude like oh fuck cm punk you're just a fucking peckerhead okay i'm not gonna sit here and say fuck cm punk i still love him but at the same time like i'm not gonna condone everything he fucking does and if what the reports are saying are true okay man cm punk is acting like a little diva what he was spilling back in 2011 criticizing guys like the rock and john cena now he's doing worse than what they were doing back then. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So he's being he's being pretty, you know. Listen, the whole thing. I I, I don't even know like what even more to even add on to this because, like I said, I don't even know like what opinions to really form about him and everything that's been going on. Because again, uh, I'm still a CM Punk guy, so I don't want to sit here and like shit all over him and, and things like that. But uh, yeah, it's it, it seems like he's. And again, I don't really want to speak on this as if I know right off the bat, but like it right. seems like he's been the root of all these issues <laughs> that have gone down. He, and, and he, he's the he's foundation the- of what's going on. And now, just by us saying that, right, now you're going to have like some of these peckerheads overanalyze what we're saying. And he's like, you see, Vincent CM Punk down to AEW to kill it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're definitely, um, I'm sure that's already out there on the internet all these like weirdos oh out there that have these weird conspiracy theories and love to just tweet out whatever garbage they you know that pops into their head but uh yeah listen it's a messy situation we'll see what very happens. messy you know, uh mox is supposed to speak on on dynamite on wednesday i'm sure they'll announce the main event to me it just seems kind of funny that oh uh, cm punk is going to be okay to, to wrestle this sunday but uh you know a week ago he was like you know you really yeah i don't, I don't get surgery. it it's basically what it seems like so if this happened a few weeks ago, it would have made more sense. But the fact that it's happening a week before the pay-per-view, to me, that just made no sense. And it kind of, you know, it'll still be a great, I'm sure obviously we'll get a competitive world title match at All Out. And it'll still be great and it'll still be special. But it would have been even more special if we didn't get this Fugazi crap last week. And the, the first time they really lock up in the ring was at All Out and not on a random dynamite. Where They need know. to raise the stakes if we're getting this rematch. I don't care what happens, but you want me interested? Well, for, first of all, Punk needs to get booked as a heel. That's one. And two, I don't want a regular match, man. Give me lights out between Punk and, and Moxley. Let me get that. Give me that shit. I need something more. Because, like, they, they kind of... Like I said, I'm 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 very indecisive on what, how I feel about what we got on Wednesday. I don't necessarily hate it, but I don't necessarily love it. I love the fact that Moxley's a champion because to me, Mox has always been the champion. Okay, that that's how I looked at John Moxley. John Moxley's the world champion. He's always been the world champion. Okay, I didn't look at Punk. The second Punk got hurt, and they d- decided to do the whole interim thing in AEW, which you know Tony loves his interim titles. The second John Moxley won the interim title, he was the world champion. Okay. They need to give me lights out between Punk and Mox at Chicago. Give me that shit. I, that's what I want. You got to do something to raise the stakes. Give me something. It can't just be a regular match. That, that's just how I feel about it. No, I mean, I, I 100% agree. They definitely need to raise the stakes. They need to get some, inject some excitement as a whole into this product some way or, or another. And just doing another match for the world championship 
with yeah, nothing, you know, no stipulation or no nothing is not going to cut it. I'm with you 100%. So we'll see what they do. We're obviously getting this match. I just mm-hmm. hate how it's getting announced at the last minute. And I hate, you know, again, how it, it took that special <clears throat> feel out of it from since we already kind of saw it. Um, but, you know, it, it'll still be great. Maybe we get an MJF return. I know that was a, MJF. a rumor. Maybe Hangman um, gets involved you know, and it becomes a three-way. I would love that, too. Yeah, I mean, listen, imagine Punk wins the title. He's getting booed by the Chicago crowd. And here comes MJF to kick him in the balls or something <laughs> like that. Dude, he would win. It's like, it would just be a complete, uh, you know, just... It would be like, thank you, Max. Thank you, Max. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be an incredible moment. Um, And if Olaf was off the air with, you know, MJF holding up the AEW world title, that would be something. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see if that, you know, happens. But, uh, yeah, it's just a really weird situation that I didn't really expect us to be sitting here talking about. I thought we were going to be all hyped up about this match being, you know, built up (laughs) the pay-per-view and everything. Here we are, with, you know, with all this crap. So. That's, that's wrestling business for you. And then, and when it comes to crap, here's more crap. Thunder Rosa this past week on Dynamite backstage uh, segment with Tony Schiavone and Thunder Rosa, okay? And she announces that, unfortunately, she cannot compete at all out against Tony Storm, which is a rematch from Forbidden Door, which is like, why are we even getting this rematch? It should be something else involved. So now it's a fatal four-way to count, crown the interim AEW Women's Champion with Tony Storm, Hikaru Shida, Britt Baker, and Jamie Hayter. Okay? The match is going to be phenomenal. I'm here for the Fatal 4-Way match. But there's a lot of reports coming out of this that apparently Thunder Rosa has a lot of heat backstage. That her and Britt Baker do not get along. Jamie Hayter also has heat with Thunder Rosa because the match they had, I think it was Battle of the Belts, that Thunder Rosa broke jamie's nose or injured jamie's n- nose and um they were even there was even speculation that thunder rosa technically wasn't even hurt that you know that was just like uh just you know they took her off the car to kind of let the heat die down on thunder rosa but it, it has been reported that she does have a back injury and we're not necessarily there's no timetable on when she'll be back thunder rosa is now off of social media i think maybe her husband or someone else is running it for her and she did go on record on busted open this past week i believe it was friday she did call in and said like listen don't believe all the rumors i i've owned up to everything i've i've done i'm not perfect if anyone has a problem with me they could call right now on busted open and we could talk about it i, I just hate reading these rumors and you know, she was very emotional on the call, and I do feel for Thunder Rosa. That's another reason why I didn't post none of the stuff of the Thunder Rosa stuff, because I know a lot of people were wondering, like, how come you're not touching on this uh, topic? Out of respect for Thunder Rosa, because she does follow our page, I just decided not to post anything about it and just talk about it here, which I'm doing with you guys. So there's a lot of conflicting reports when it comes to that. I do not believe that she locked herself in the bathroom scared. I do not believe that at all. I think there's some truth behind some of the stuff that's going on. I could potentially see her and Britt not necessarily getting along. I could somewhat see that maybe there is some heat on Thunder Rosa, but I don't think she's like a toxic person backstage. And then there was another report saying that she was like, that, that Thunder Rosa berates like extras and shit. And I'm like, yo, that to me sounds so fucking weird because from my understanding and just seeing all the stuff I see on social media, Thunder Rosa brings a lot of extras from her Mission Pro Wrestling promotion. She brings all these extras in. So why would she be rating extras? That makes no sense to me. I feel for Thunder Rosa. 
I think there's some truth be- in between some of these uh, rumors, but I don't know, man. It's just a mess. It's a, it's a mess of a situation. This is just another backstage, more backstage drama between two ladies who seem like they have big egos, but I'm 100% on Thunder Rosa's side here from what I know, from what I've read. Um, it just seems like they, you know, her and Britt Baker definitely have some heat. I, right. I can 100% see that being the case. Uh, I could see Britt Baker being very self-centered, only caring about herself, kind of like Charlotte Flair, where it's like, oh, she doesn't really care about the division. She doesn't want to put anybody over. She just really just cares about making herself look good. And I don't know if that for a fact, of course, but that's just the way I am. Like, you know, I'm, I assume Britt Baker is. Thunder Rosa, on the other hand, I can see her. You know, she's very passionate about progress. Very passionate. You know that. If you, if you listen to interviews with her and everything, yep. you could just tell she's very passionate about it. She cares about making the division special and making mm. it mean something. And I'm not saying Thunder Rosa is a total sweetheart and an angel backstage either because I can see her, you know, you know, being a little, you know, biatch sometimes too. I mean, you know, again, these, these ladies, you know, of course they, like I said, they have big egos it seems like. Uh, so I could definitely see them having some heat. I don't know about Jamie Hayter. Maybe Jamie Hayter was, uh, you know, taking Britt Baker's side and they all just don't like Thunder Rosa for whatever reason, you know, whether it's breaking the nose or whatever the case may be. Uh, but the whole bathroom situation literally made me laugh out loud. I uh, definitely needed that good chuckle when I read that because that just seems so idiotic and dumb and, and just completely made up from left field because Thunder Rosa is a trained MMA fighter. Right. I mean, she can handle her own. Why would she be afraid of somebody like Jamie Hayter? And I get no disrespect to Jamie Hayter or whatever, but it just seems like it's so stupid and idiotic. Like, you're going to hide in the bathroom? Well, okay, how long are you going to hide in the bathroom for? I mean, she obviously knows you're backstage, so it's like you're going to have to come out <laughs> sometime. So, like, how stupid does that sound? I mean, that just seems like it was completely made up out of nowhere, so I don't buy that for a minute. Um, but, yeah, I mean, listen, the heat between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, I could definitely see that being the case. And, again, like I said before, not everybody's going to like each other. It's just the way it is. Yep. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens as a result of this. We're going to get an interim champ in a fatal four-way, which should be pretty fun. I'm actually happy. It's Yeah, me kind too. Of match. It, it should have been a triple threat or fatal four-way to begin with. Right, right. Like, I, I of course, wish Thunder Rosa was involved. Yes. But I do really love Thunder Rosa, but, you know, I just feel like another one-on-one straight-up, you know, match with her and, and Tony Storm really just, I don't know, it didn't really, like, excite me the way I, you know, it should have. Uh, so this Fatal 4-Way is definitely going to be uh, a lot better way to crown an interim champ, and then we'll see whenever Thunder Rosa gets back from her injury. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. I just, <laughs> just oh, uh, pray to God that the Britt Baker does not go over here. I want uh, Tony to win so bad. Yeah, I, I feel like it's obviously one of those two. But, you know, the, it's kind of like the Charlotte Flair situation where it's like if Charlotte's involved, you always know it's a good chance she can go over. I feel the same way about Britt Baker. I feel like Charlotte, she's the Charlotte Flair of the AEW women's division. Um, and, my God, like I'm already starting to get sick and tired of Britt Baker. And, and, and the more stuff that comes out about her, if all this stuff is true, it just seems like Jesus Christ. Like just stay off TV or just stay out of the title picture. I, I don't mind her. I don't hate her. But I just, like, I'm really getting sick and tired of, like, seeing her all the time because it's just, like, Jesus Christ, putting her down on our throats. I mean, she won that Owen Hart Cup thing, which, again, that was never mentioned of after that. But it's still, it's like, why did she need that? You know, they could have elevated somebody Adam else. Cole and Britt Baker should not have won the Owen Hart Cup. If, if, it, was, if it was me, I would have had Brian Pillman Jr. and Tony Storm win the Cup. Yeah, yep. I, I, I would definitely have been okay. Honestly, any of the other women... Uh, even like somebody like Ruby Soho. I mean, somebody. Yeah, or Ruby. Before. That would have been a great pick too. 
yeah, nobody needed it. <laughs> Literally, nobody needed it less than Britt Baker did. I mean, it's just, uh, like I said, she's just pushed down our throats too much, and I'm kind of getting sick of it. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I just I hope to, to God she does not go over, and I'm rooting for Tony Storm. Uh, I think that'd be a great moment. So, <laughs> more drama this time in the women's division. All right, last on the on the TMZ AEW front, okay? Because this is like all very TMZ adjacent, like all these news stories. But Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara are off the all-out card. They were originally supposed to have a match, which, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that the match was going to be terrible or anything, but like, it's just like, damn, we're still continuing this whole um, jazz and, you know, black, combat club slash you know ortiz and kingston and ruby feud you know going so we're supposed to get this match and apparently we're not getting it because there was some heat sammy cut a promo on kingston calling him a fat piece of shit um apparently kingston didn't approve of that line and kingston was saying something down the lines like you know why would you call me that because when i beat you at the pay-per-view it just wouldn't make no sense if i'm quote-unquote a fat piece of shit and there's a back and forth and i think kingston ended up slapping <laughs> sammy as a shoot and yeah kingston ended up getting suspended for like two weeks which nobody reported until like now and now it's off the card so what the fuck <laughs> yeah so, hey, listen sammy guevara this doesn't surprise me uh, <laughs> he seems like somebody who you know, you walk fast backstage and you want to slap the shit out of him. And again, I love Sammy Guevara. He's honestly one of my favorites in AEW. He really is. I love his vlogs. I uh, I just, I really enjoy, and he's, he's just fantastic. His selling is unbelievable. He's always great in those high spots and moments. He's he's the man. I love him. Right. But he definitely, like, gives off that vibe where it's like, Jesus Christ, this cocky asshole backstage with his And now he has, a, and now look at his hot ass wife. So it's like, there's just more to hate on him. <laughs> right, Exactly. Uh, apparently it all stemmed from him calling Eddie Kingston a fat piece of shit in a promo. Um, again, something that I don't think Eddie would have really cared about if Sammy had, you know, asked him if he could say that beforehand. But, you know, when some people just go off the cusp and think they could say whatever they want without, you know, consoling the other, I could see why that would piss somebody off. Um, so, of course, Eddie got pissed off. And, again, there's reports of him slapping him or punching him, whatever the case may be. But um, ever since, you know, Eddie Kingston has been very uh, vocal. He's been tweeting out a lot on social media about you know how he was in the wrong he shouldn't have touched sammy he should have been more professional and he even sent out a tweet that said you know guys leave sammy alone like he's been through enough so like i guess everything's kind of settled down um in that regard you know eddie kings did again emotions got the best of him uh everything was running high at the moment he just did something that he obviously regrets uh but he owned up to it and he he knows better that he knows it's not him so um yeah you know he's like I said, it seems like that's kind of fizzled out. Obviously, doesn't seem like we're still getting the match at All Out, which, to be honest, in the first place, I don't even really understand why we were getting that match at All Out. Because Sammy Obviously. G cost Kingston the, the bar wire uh, massacre, whatever you want to call it, oh, match okay. against Jericho. Yeah. But I don't know. To me, it's just like, I don't know. It just doesn't really seem like a match that is really deserving of a pay-per-view. It seems like a dynamite match to me or something like that. Um, but, I mean, hey, whatever. I don't book this shit. Uh, but yeah, so it doesn't seem like we're getting it anyways. But yeah, at least that seems like it's kind of under control. Man, it's it's unfortunate that we have this tone about AEW. And like, and let me just go back to what I said, you know, from the start of the show. It's not like the AEW product is bad or like unwatchable. There is some good stuff there. I think, you know, regardless of how you feel about the some of the participants of the of the trios tournament we are getting some excellent matches like next week we're getting the elite versus the united empire i hope this further tells this feud 
between Osprey and Omega where ultimately we get the match at Wrestle Kingdom. That's what I want. And I feel like that also played a factor why Osprey didn't win the G1. And that's just me, you know, overanalyzing things and, and just overthinking it. I know some people were bent out of shape at, uh, of Okada winning it. And personally, I wanted Osprey to win. But, you know, just kind of looking at the bigger picture and how that match was told at the G1 final where Osprey couldn't hit that one-winged angel, I'm thinking, like, bro, this has to lead to Osprey Omega at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, if it's not at Wrestle Kingdom, you know, I mean, maybe at the next Forbidden Door show or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, this match is obviously going to happen at some point. I mean, plenty of seats have been planted for this. Mm -hmm. Um, And, my goodness, when that happens, that match has the makings of at least like i mean i've got it's at least five stars I mean, you when think, listen when this hat when this match happens i strongly believe dave Meltzer is gonna have a heart attack okay yeah 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 i mean this is probably gonna be this is probably gonna be the closest to a, a, a kenny omega okada match that we've seen you know since because i mean kenny omega's had plenty of great matches ever since of course the okada classics but you know i mean i don't know i mean you can even say the hangman page ones are the closest ones possibly but listen um, even even omega going out of his element having the lights out match with moxley like to me that match stands out a lot too yeah yeah so yeah oh totally he like i said he's had some great classic matches with a ton of people mm-hmm. but i think him and will osprey would be the closest to we get of like match quality wise uh they could be comparable to yeah to the Okada Okada, you know i get what you're saying omega. i get omega's always had a series of great matches right but like Nothing tops Omega on Okada, right? But no, he has had great matches with level. Moxley. He has great matches with with Brian last year at um fucking Grand Slam. Um, him and Jericho. Okay, like he's had also series of great matches. But like when you talk about like the marquee, like the peak, that's Okada Omega. Exactly, hundred percent. So yeah, I'm insanely hyped. Uh, whenever this match happens, it's gonna be amazing. This match on Dynamite is going to be absolutely outstanding because he had the Young Bucks and he yes. had Austin oh, Open. Oh, my God. My goodness. You know, I, I kid you not, Mario. I kid you not. I looked up after Dynamite. I was looking up to see how much it would cost me to change my flight to get to Chicago a day earlier just to go to Dynamite to see this match live because that's how good I think it's going to be. Dude. I think it's going to be off the freaking charts. I don't blame you. The classic. Uh, this look what they this. but look at what Aussie look what the United Empire did with you know Death Triangle this past week that match was phenomenal too, right right this match though should be the finals of this tournament in my opinion this and, yeah and, and I understand why it's not because you know Will Ospreay and Aussie Open are not contracted so of course you know I don't know if it makes it you know it's probably obvious the Elite's gonna win I think in general it's obvious that the Elite is gonna win these belts but I don't know to me like. A dark order versus an elite match, and I understand why they're doing it. I'm sure there's going to be a situation where Hangman gets of, in. Yeah, Hangman gets in there because one of them, I assume, would probably be number ten, gets hurt or whatever. So Hangman comes in. So I understand why, but to me, I mean, oh my god, like people are dying to see Omega and Osprey, mm-hmm. you know, just tear it up inside that ring, and we're going to see the first, you know, uh, encounter between these two here, you know, in a long time. So. I just feel like this, this is pay-per-view worthy right here. I would love to see this be the finals. But, uh, you know, I mean, the, the trios tournament has been great so far. We've got a lot of great matches. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see, you know, once these belts get established and they get on, you know, I would assume Kenny and, and the Bucks. And then, you know, we can start having bangers every, you know, few weeks for these belts. I think it's going to be a lot it, of fun. It, so. It's tricky with this trios tournament, too, because I think 
for the most part, maybe not including like a team or two, you could kind of make like an argument for a lot of these teams to either be in the semi or the final. Because like, look, you had last week the Elite versus LFI. And to me, I look at a team like LFI and be like, I mean, I, I, I get why the Elite beat them, obviously. But at the same time, it's like you could also make the argument too for a team like LFI. They could make it to like a semi or a final. hundred percent. I mean, yeah, listen, so the House of Black beat Dark Order on um, on Friday. No, listen, Dark Order beat from... House of Black. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, all the way around, yeah. yeah. How, I, what I was going to say was I want to see House of Black right. more, too. Like, there's just so many, like, trios teams oh. I mean, like, that, like, again, like, I, I, the tournament and the bracket that they did was fine, but uh, I don't know, man, I just feel like, and, and again, I'm sure it'll come in time, but man i want to see some more of these teams like right. shine a little bit more yeah i agree i agree it's it kind of goes back also to tony khan's booking because if once they announce the trios tournament like the trios championship that following week the tournament should have started maybe even make the brackets a little bit bigger so some teams get some shine so they won't just get eliminated in the first round Right, right, exactly, yeah, 100%, 100%. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I don't really understand why he's booking the way he's booking lately. It's just, again, this is not the Tony Khan we've really just been accustomed to, to knowing, really. Um, it's just been a, a lot of questionable moves. I, I think, so. I think, and listen, I love Tony. I love AEW. I, I just love wrestling. I, listen, this isn't a pro WWE or a pro AEW show, okay? We're a pro wrestling show because we love all wrestling, right? We want all these companies to succeed. But if I had to take a guess, I think Tony's feeling the heat that, listen, WWE is putting out some of their best shit right now. And I think he's just not saying like he's booking like Vince, like changing shit like and ripping shit up. I'm not saying that he's to that level yet. But I think he, he's probably a little bit overwhelmed. And he probably feels a certain type of way like, all right, I'm trying to put out the best product out there. And then you have all these backstage shenanigans that are ha that, that are happening too. Tony has to do damage control. And I hope that after this uh, talent meeting that they had on Wednesday night, hopefully they could start moving forward. Because saying that the, the product has been terrible, it hasn't. It's still a great show to watch. But some of the booking decisions have been questionable. Yeah, I mean that's completely silly. If that's the case, if he's if he's you know seeing what WWE's doing, he's and he's just going off the you know just uh, based off what they're doing. He's not focusing too much on what he's doing. I mean, listen, he just got to keep doing what he's been doing. I mean, look, they went up against NXT in the Wednesday Night Wars, and that didn't seem to phase him. So now that you know Triple H is in, in charge and he's he's killing it on Raw and SmackDown, that shouldn't change anything, you know. And hey, I'm not saying it has. Like I'm just you know, if that's the case though. I mean, that's just idiotic and ridiculous. And honestly, if that's the case, <laughs> it doesn't bode well for Tony Khan's future because no. he's got to, again, he, he has to just keep doing what he's been doing and worry about his own product right. instead of worrying about what's going on on the other side and, and who Triple H is bringing in and, and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> like I said, he's just got to keep staying the course. I mean, AEW is a great, great company. It's a great product. Yep. And, you know, just he's got an absolutely bloated roster with so many talented men and women. Too many fucking talent. That's part of the problem, too. Too many fucking yeah, talent. 
Listen, I love the Motor City Machine Guns, okay? I think they're one of the best tag teams still to this day, okay? Think about it. They were together over 10 years ago killing it, and they're still killing it now. But at the same time, as much as I love the Motor City Machine Guns, there's no reason why they should be tagging with Jay Lethal at all out. Why do you continue bringing in talent from other promotions and taking spots from people that are contracted wrestlers? In your company, it makes no sense. One, you're taking spots for the people that are that work for AEW. Two, it loses the value of having people work for uh, that working for other companies show up in AEW if it happens on a consistent basis. Because listen, we have in the United Empire. Not only were they in AEW this past week, but we're gonna also get them next week. Okay, I understand it's a tournament. Not saying that I necessarily is a fan of it, but I, I get it, okay? They're part of the tournament. Cool, that's fine, too. Especially with Will Ospreay coming at fresh out of the G1. I kind of get it. But at the same time, they're taking spots from your contracted wrestlers, okay? So, it, it of course, there's going to be people backstage unhappy about that. Love the Motor City Machine Guns. Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, especially Alex Shelley. I think he's a one underrated wrestler. But at the same time... There's no reason why they should be at the, in the all-out card and in this match. I'm sure the match is going to be great, but still, they should not be in the match. 100%. And, and it's also about, it's also like, it's it's not even about just how good the match is going to be anymore. Like, to me, I've seen a lot of great wrestling in my lifetime. I mean, as, as being a fan of wrestling, I've seen a lot of great matches, especially with AEW being formed. I mean, there's been so many great matches in the company's history, and... A good match just doesn't do it for me anymore. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you know, they, more soon machine guns are involved. I don't care because it's going to be a great match. Like, to me, nah, it just it makes no sense. And again, it's taking away a spot from somebody else. Now, I don't know who else I'd rather have in there because, to be quite honest with you, Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh, I couldn't give a shit less about either one of those guys. But so maybe I you really could have gave, like, a spot to someone else. Like, and listen, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm showing favoritism here, but, like, I, the last time we did a show, we were talking about um, Ric Flair's last match, right? And I know we laughed a lot, too. But, like, prior to that match, besides the main event, a lot of good stuff happened on that show, right? Like, why not give me the presentation of Brian Pillman like you did in that show? Why don't you give him that spot? Like, give give yeah. give other talent that are contracted to your company that spot. Yeah, I, it, dude, it's the same goes for, like, you know, uh, things that they've been doing in the women's division lately, too. I mean, Kylan King... Uh, the redheaded chick has been on the show for two straight weeks now, jobbing out to Britt Baker and then I guess, Tony Stormer or whatever. I forget who, who she jobbed out to the week before. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, I understand you're bringing in somebody to job out to somebody like those two women. But, like, at the same time, it's like, okay, Penelope Ford just came back. Okay, so why don't you put her back on television? Why don't you right. put her on Dynamite? Right. Why not Allie uh, at the Bunny? Why don't you put her on television? I mean, I could go through a list of so many different women on the roster that are sitting there and they – and you're just like, oh yeah, I forgot they're even contracted because you don't see them on TV anymore. Like Athena, like Athena's gonna challenge Jade for the TNT Championship at All Out, but yet we haven't seen Athena wrestle in God knows how long. And listen, I know some peckerheads are probably gonna hit us up talking about like, oh, well they wrestled on Dark and Dark Elevation. Nobody watches that fucking count. show. Yeah, it doesn't count. Nobody watches it. Nobody cares. To me, it's I haven't not seen Athena in a while because I don't watch Rampage. And I don't watch Dark, so I don't think she... That's not been on Dynamite in a long time, so I don't even see her anymore. Remember, I understand why she's getting the title match, and honestly, she's the most deserving one at the mm -hmm. moment. Let's be honest, because who else have they built up? Um, and hey, I would even have Athena go over, but I don't know if they're going to do that, but uh, that's besides the point. It, it just... Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. They just don't feature enough people on Dynamite, their weekly show, which is the one that everybody watches the most. And again, Rampage, okay, fine, whatever, but you got to make that 
a little bit more watchable if you're gonna like want people to tune into that on a Friday night at 10 p.m. Uh, no less. But yeah, I mean, listen, that's my biggest problem with AEW is they're bringing in these freaking nerds, bro, all week after week after week. And I'm not saying you know people uh, are sitting machine guns; they're not like geeks or nerds. But I'm talking about like these other guys. Like we we mentioned how they brought in Josh Woods a couple of weeks ago, the guy from Ring of Honor. Like, dude, nobody cares about these guys. Yo, we, we buried Josh Woods in our last episode. And listen, I'm sure Josh Woods is a great guy. But at the same time, nobody gives a shit about Josh Woods or Tony Nese. Right, right. As much as I love Tony Nese, he's my boy from Long Island. I I grew up watching him 20 minutes away from my house at uh, you know, a local indie promotion. I've always been a big Tony Nese guy. Right. He's yeah, a talented wrestler, but it's like nobody gives a shit about him. No, absolutely not. Don't, I don't even know why he got signed, to be honest. And again, it's no disrespect because he's a great talent. But again, you, you, like, there's just got to be more than, oh, this guy's a great wrestler. You know, like right. to me, that's just, it's, it's got to be more than that. And then, again, these are all the problems with AEW that are, are really just, that, that's why I started the show by saying Tony Khan's been really infuriating lately. It's not even just because of, like, you know, all the stuff that's been going on with the CM Punk and John Moxley thing. It's because it's just everything that's been built up for weeks where he keeps bringing in these randoms. And again, just it just it makes no sense, man. It really doesn't. All right, let's wrap up on AEW. One last thing, and we don't have to go into detail with this, but if there's, let's talk about one thing that's positive. And at All Out, we're getting the Lionheart Chris Jericho versus the American Dragon Brian Danison, and I think this match is gonna be fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I, I, when the rumors were coming out about this match potentially being on All Out, I was like, eh, you know, I haven't really care too much about what Chris Jericho's been doing lately. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's the GOAT. Don't get me wrong. I love Chris Jericho. I think, he, obviously, first ballot Hall of Famer, he's just outstanding. Yep. Um, I, I respect the fact that he always re-innovates you know, re himself and his character and things like that. But, man, I just haven't cared about him in a long time. But after the promo, back and forth between these two, this past week, I did get a little excited. And I think this match is going to surprise, I think, a lot of people who are maybe down like me on Chris Jericho and, and are kind of just like, Eh, I'd rather Brian Danielson face off against a young guy, or I'd rather see Brian Danielson in another, you know, uh, storyline. Mm -hmm. I, I think this match is going to deliver, um, and I think it's going to be great. These two have not wrestled a singles match in a long, long yes. time. And yep. I forgot the stat. I saw a tweet on it, but it's been well over five years, I think. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, this, this match, I'm looking forward to it and has all the potential to steal the show. All right, let's move on to WWE, which... Bro, WWE, man, this whole company has turned upside down. I have been really fucking enjoying their weekly product. I've been enjoying Monday Night Raw a little bit more than SmackDown, but overall, it's just it's just great TV to watch, man. And Monday night, we got one hell of a fucking surprise. My guy, the heart and soul of NXT, the Shawn Michaels of NXT, Rebel Heart, Johnny Gargano is back, baby. I couldn't be more happier seeing this fucking guy. I love Johnny Gargano so much. He's been one of my favorite wrestlers in the last 10 years. It was great seeing Johnny, bro. Um, what, what do you think of a jo about Johnny Gargano's return? I mean, this was absolutely crazy. So uh, last Monday, uh, you know, I'm kind of like flipping on Raw or whatever, but I'm watching uh, the Mets uh, the Mets versus the Yankees game. I'm a big baseball fan, so that's been taking big priority for me lately um, over most wrestling. So I was kind of like flipping back and forth because as, as good as Raw has been lately, um, I just still like have trouble sitting there for three hours watching all these matches, you know? Like, I don't know. I, I just can't sit there and really just like watch uh, the whole entire show from start to finish without getting bored or 
wanting to look at my phone or wanting to do things around the house and stuff like that. So that's why I throw on the baseball, and then during the commercials, I go to Raw. And so the game ended, and uh, you know, I put on Raw, and it's that commercial. The first thing I see when this show comes back from commercial, I hear Johnny Gargano's Rebel Heart, and they're showing the crowd. And I'm like, what the hell? Um, it didn't really <laughs> register. It didn't really register in my head yet. And all of a sudden, I see Gargano on the screen, and I'm like, no. I'm like, wait. And I'm just thinking, I'm still thinking it's like a troll job, you know, like because like none of this came out from any of the dirt sheets or anything. Right. Like that. It was. It kept quiet. Like, it was kept quiet. Nobody spoiled it. I'm like, this can't be real. And then all of a sudden he comes out. I'm like, dude, I literally got up. I actually, I actually like lost my shit. I was like, wow. Because I was just so happy to see Johnny Gargano back. It's been so long. And, and man, like I just think him on the main roster under Triple H. Whew, God, that's, that is a perfect spot for Johnny Wrestling to be in. I am so freaking pumped. I can't wait until we get, you know, all these dream matches you know i mean and people throw around the word dream match so many times but dude in terms of johnny gargano there's so many people on the main roster i'd love to see him wrestle that i just think this is just absolutely perfect and for the people that are upset that he didn't go to aew they've got enough issues yeah they've got yep. enough talent one thousand percent johnny gargano they don't need johnny he gargano be, he would just be another really good wrestler on a bloated roster of really good wrestlers. And where does that get AEW? Listen, where the same people... The criticism that Adam Cole has been getting on his AEW run, people criticize Johnny Gargano the same fucking way if he went to AEW. So, to me, Johnny Gargano is perfect to be in WWE. He's the hybrid of a Brian Danielson and Shawn Michaels, in my opinion. And I'm happy for the guy. I think if, you, if you're one of these... People that's like, oh, well, he's too short. Oh, well, they... listen, get that mindset out of here. If you don't see that Johnny Gargano is not just talented in the ring, but also on the microphone and as a character, if you can't see the value that Johnny Gargano brings, something's completely fucking wrong with you. Uh, yeah, 100%. I, it's funny because uh, Mark Madden, you know, this, this moron out there, oh. idiot that like loves to, you know, spew his dumb bullshit online and again everybody's entitled to their opinion that's fine but when somebody like him has an opinion that's obvious that he obviously knows he's going to get some right. backlash from he i mean just you know like kind of just keep stay off twitter and keep your mouth shut uh he said something along the lines of like i don't understand johnny gargano i don't i don't get him but like what is there not to get about johnny gargano the guy's an insane wrestler inside the ring he's he's a good promo he's an amazing baby face he could actually play a heel role quite well he's a great comedic uh character when we saw when he was with the way in nxt i mean the guy's the whole package i mean what are you talking about besides his right. height and again i'm so sick and tired of people calling wrestlers small they did it with daniel bryan they did it with adam cole enough with this shit i mean not everybody's gonna be jacked to the max on steroids and you know uh, seven feet tall like yeah like look like yeah because like omos is really fucking entertaining right yeah, right, yeah, he's he, he's got a bright future ahead of him, right, yeah, because he's seven foot tall, can barely even, barely do anything inside the guys room. Like, so guys like ball. Mark Madden, Bill Body, fucking, um... Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno, also, um, there, there's another guy, too, that I can't think of, guy, uh, Alfred Kanoa, guys like that, that just, like, are somehow involved in this wrestling bubble, but just splur nothing but negativity. It's like, if you want to support that, go right ahead. But you know what? In my opinion, you're obsolete. Like, there's no reason why your voice even fucking matters. Right, right, exactly. 
they're like one of very few people that feel the way that they do when obviously the majority of people feel a completely different way. I mean, John Gargano is loved more more so than a lot of wrestlers in the industry now. I mean, he's so over, it's unbelievable. I mean, how do you not like Johnny Gargano? Like, I just feel like that's physically impossible. Um, but, you know, again, there's just some bitter, you know, you know, uh, old-timers and, you know, uh, historians. The, the funny thing about some of these people that we just named that have, like, this attitude and just spur this negativity um, in the wrestling bubble, right? The funny thing is, like, if whoever they were judging or talking shit about... Like, if they had that person in their face, they wouldn't say that. Oh, yeah, no, completely, 100%. That's, that's, yeah, couldn't have, couldn't have said it better. That's the, that's the, that's the irony uh, about it. But, uh, Johnny Gargano's back, um, Austin Theory ended up coming out, and I, I have been enjoying it a little bit. I enjoyed his match with Dolph Ziggler, I enjoyed the little backstage thing, and I also enjoyed the segment with Johnny Gargano, so I think they're on the steps in the right direction for Austin Theory. And it seems like, to me, they're letting off the gas a little bit. And that was one thing that was been very vocal about when it comes to Austin Theory. He's like, you got to let off the gas a bit, because now you're just forcing this guy down our throats. Like, we shouldn't be seeing him in five different segments on Monday Night Raw. And they've cut down, they cut down on that, which I think is the right move to do with him. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think Triple H is definitely going to book him a lot better. Um, you know, because Austin Theory was in NXT, you know, when Triple H was there, yep. too. So he's he's not just a Vince guy. I mean, Austin Theory is also a Triple H guy. So, uh, yeah, I think Triple H is going to know how to book him. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm already seeing a difference as well. Yep. So that's good to see because I'm a fan of him, too. I think he's he's really got He has all the potential. They, they, he had all the potential. But with, under the yeah. Vince McMahon um, booking side of things, he wasn't doing Austin Theory any justice. Right, right. I mean, they, they want him to be the next John Cena. I think he's physically capable of that. I mean, if, if they give him the opportunity to right. be, and, and they don't shove him down our throats, right. I think he could be the next John Cena because he's just got it all. So, uh, yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm still uh, – it's still weird because, like, he's got that money in the bank, and, like, we heard so many times, and we obviously knew it wasn't going to happen. And just give him back his first name too, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would be wonderful. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, you can say that about a lot of guys too uh, oh, on the main roster that you can't get their names back. Um but now I'm saying, like, with all the theories money in the banks, like, you know, he teased it so much around SummerSlam time, and now, like, he's barely seen. He doesn't, like, tease it a lot. So you kind of forget that he has that still, too. So I'm curious to see where that comes into place somewhere right. down the line. Just as a side note, I know some people said on Twitter, too, like, oh, I'd love for Johnny Gargano to take the briefcase from Austin Theory. I don't. I wouldn't do that. Um, but it is interesting, too, because I think a lot of people forget that this man is still Mr. Money in the Bank, and he's still got this. And uh, I don't know. There's really no word on when or he's going to cash in. Maybe he does that at WrestleMania Hollywood, bro. Yeah, hey, who knows? That that would be something. I'd love to see somebody hold the briefcase for. Yeah, a long, like long, long remember, long like time. when Edge had it for like a while. Like, let me give me a yes. long run with the briefcase. Yeah, why not? It gives Austin Theory something to gloat about, something yeah. to come out with, and mm -hmm. again, it's always going to be in in the back of some people's heads, and maybe some people will forget about it, and it'll make that moment when it does happen that much more, you know, special. Because, like I said, when Seth Rollins had that. And he cashed in at WrestleMania on Brock and Roman. Uh, nobody was thinking. Uh, I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't thinking about it at all. I fucking right. popped. I was like, holy shit. I was losing my Those fucking mind. Type of moments, so. <laughs> so besides Johnny Gargano returning, like, and we talked about this last week, uh, last time we did a show, we said that Triple H is like undoing all of Vince McMahon's wrongs, right? He's undoing some of the, not only poor booking decisions, but obviously some of these released talent that, that we got out of nowhere, right? So, we got Gargano back. We got Dakota Kai back, obviously. Io Shirai. 
signed a new deal. And to me, I look at that and I'm like, hey, that's because of Triple H. Like, listen, if, if Vince was still running the show, I don't think Io Shirai would have signed a new deal. But now that Triple H is in charge, it's like, no, I trust Triple H. I'm going to stay here. But we also got Dexter Loomis back and hit row. Let's start with Dexter Loomis. I'm not going to sit here and say I was the biggest Dexter Loomis fan. But I do see he brings something to the table. Now he's doing like this like um, kidnapping type thing where it's like somehow AJ's involved. But he's only targeting the Miz. I don't know what they're telling here. But I don't think it's been making terrible TV. I, ha I have been intrigued about where this story is going to go. Especially with some of like the kind of like the backstage things that we're seeing. So like they'll focus on something backstage, but then behind whatever they're focusing on, there's something else going on backstage. Like it's very like reality based, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great way to, to say exactly how I feel about Dexter Loomis too. It's like, I'm not a fan of his and I'm, I don't see myself ever being a big fan of his, but I do understand that he does bring something and it's, it's, yeah, 100%. I think it's been intriguing television. It's been fun to watch. Yep. I think he's the perfect type of like character for kidnappings and being like the stalker because mm -hmm. he's so creepy looking, you know? I'm, I I'm, I'm just waiting for him to have his like in-ring debut match like on Raw. And when he comes to the ring, he does like that. Um, Do you remember him in NXT, like how he would crawl, but he would be sliding his knees? Like it's yeah, the creepiest yeah. thing. Yeah. I would always pop when he did that. It's just funny to me. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a weird dude, but he's again he's a great like performer. Yeah, yeah. I, the first time I ever got introduced to him, my God, this is going back years ago. I don't even know if you remember this. TNA. He was Sam Straw. TNA. He was in he was in not NXT. He was in TNA. Yep. And he like kidnapped like Christy Hemi, uh, who was the ring announcer at the time in TNA, and it was like this whole like intriguing like storyline about how like she he, like he always pops up everywhere like he stalks her mm -hmm. when she least expects it and then I, I forgot if he kidnapped her or whatever but i was like intrigued back then right and like now he's still playing this type of character uh, and and we see all these like weird things going on backstage and then we see him like hop the barricade and all of a sudden like they make it look so realistic with like the security guards jumping in like you almost think like a fan just like almost trying right, to attack right. like right like cory graves or michael cole and it's just like yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where it leads to and, like, where it goes. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely intriguing. And Triple H definitely sees something in this guy. And like I said, I definitely don't hate it as much as I'm not a huge fan of him. And, and in the ring, I don't even think he's all that special. But um, sometimes if you have, like, this type of character and you could play this type of role, you're, it could kind of, like, cover up uh, yes. your in-ring work. Yes, like, I agree. 1,000%. 1,000%. So. I'm really interested to get your thoughts on this. And that's Hit Row. Okay, so Hit Row makes its return without Swerve, obviously, because Swerve is in AEW. And I do like the fact that they're back and Triple H kind of did right by them, right? Bringing them back. Obviously, Swerve's not there, but bringing them back because, like, regardless how we feel about Hit Row, and I know you had your little, you know, thing with Top Dollar, <laughs> if, if people forgot. They, they, they got fired for no reason, right? All of them got released for fucking no reason, which was totally fucking wrong. So I'm glad to see Triple H, you know, undoing that, okay? Now, for the people that are like, oh, everybody's making a big deal that Swerve's not in the group, but they don't understand it. They're the OG3. Listen, they could claim OG3 all they want, but the ace of the group was always Swerve. He was the guy in that group. And I'm not saying Hit Row can't succeed. 
okay? I'm not saying they can't be a thing without Swerve. I'm not saying that. But you claim originality all they want when it comes to them being the OG3. They definitely don't hit the same without Swerve, okay? Whether you like it or not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, even with Swerve, when they had that little, you know, debut on SmackDown, even even in NXT with them, with, with Swerve included in the group, I wasn't really big on the group. I mean, I know they had something, but I don't know. To me, it just wasn't for me. And now with Swerve, it's definitely not for me. Um, but the only thing I will say is that I'm glad he brought them back if uh, Triple H has plans to really rebuild the tag team division. I thought you were going to go left. Does. I thought you were going to go left and say, like, I'm glad that he brought them back so when Top Dollar gets released again, I could continue making fun of them. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. I mean, that would, uh, God, that would just be unbelievable, <laughs> you know. He comes back and gets released again. <laughs> uh, listen, I, the guy, I've, I've, I've shit on him enough, so <laughs> he's, he's back now and he's, you know, spitting these bars. And, uh, he, oh my God! Listen, the presentation up. has not been good for Hit Row. Let me let me be honest. I will say this though, besides Triple H, you know, doing right by them, I think here's a hot take. I think out of the three, the one that could be something is Brianna Bfab. I think she could be something without the two. Think so? I think I, don't know. I, I think I, she I got something. I think she got something. I think to me, she stands out when when it comes to the three. She stands out the most, in my opinion. She, no, she definitely does. I definitely agree with that. I just don't know. I, I forget how she was in the ring. Well, uh, you know, she doesn't necessarily have to be. Like, maybe, you know, she's a valet for, like, a guy, which is, like, a yeah. guy, not necessarily, like, a, a tag team that we're still trying to establish. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a year from now, Hit Row's not hitting, you know, I could see her moving on to bigger and better things. Yeah, no, totally. I could definitely see that, too. It seems like she's definitely got that, uh, you know, managerial yep. role, uh, you know, down pat. So, yeah, no, I agree. Ahead of everybody there, yeah, she's the one that my eyes are always on too because, you know, she just always comes out looking, you know, um, like wearing these fancy clothes. And again, she's like the, like kind of the leader on the Yeah, she could, like I'm telling you, she has a lot of potential to be something if this, this version of Hit Row doesn't hit. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, we'll see what happens. I know, like, they haven't really been booked the right way. Right. Like, when they're shooting with maximum male models or whatever. Um, but I think, you know, Triple H has slowly got to rebuild yeah. his tag division. Yep. get them more involved in, in some other things. So I'd give them a little bit of time. I of mean, course. Listen, Triple H is still kind of uh, trying to, you know, again, redo uh, all the, the wrongs that, that Vince McMahon kind of did. So it's going to take some time, and we've already seen really big improvements lately. No, absolutely, um, 1,000%. So, you know, we'll see what hit where Hit Row goes. But I don't know. To me, I'd never really cared because I was never really a huge fan of the group anyways, and mm -hmm. I don't see myself ever being a huge fan of the group. But like I said, they need tag teams, so I don't right. need it. And like you said, Triple H did right by those guys. They, they deserve an opportunity. Absolutely. Well, whatever I feel about Francis Top Dollar, uh, <laughs> he at least deserves an opportunity to see if he, he at least deserves an opportunity. So when he gets released again, I could bury him. Right, right. You know, I want to see him, you know, at least get the opportunity so he, he can't, you know, get released and say, oh, well, I wasn't given an opportunity. Because, like, yeah, damn, he's right, you know. But, uh, <laughs> Oh. Let me ask you a question, Ryan. Do you think these women's tag titles are just cursed since they their existence? Because, like, this tournament, like, two teams got taken out. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like anything could, uh, you know, go right. And it's, it's it's a shame because I think Triple H has put a lot of effort into this. And he's, yep. uh, he's really done a great job of, you know, making this kind of feel special. And, um, you know, it, it's been pretty good for the most part. I mean, I, I think, you know, it's obvious who's going to be the – first champs and that's that's fine and then um maybe we'll see sasha and naomi return mm -hmm. um but yeah i i you know it <clears> definitely <throat> seems like they're cursed but triple h has done a nice job uh you know 
kind of covering it up, you know, like he's doing a second, or I guess he did on Friday. Yeah, geez, I'm losing track of my days here. The second chance, you know, match to see who can replace Toxic Attraction. And then right. when Toxic Attraction had to come in because Nikita Lyons was unvaccinated and couldn't travel to Canada, which that definitely had to be the reason. I don't think he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw some reports on that, but, you know, that's not really any of our business or whatever. But um, Well, Zoe yeah, Stark he, also got hurt too. She had a match with Mandy Rose, and she got hurt there also. That, that woman can't catch a break either. Yeah, and she and she has a lot of potential too. I don't know now, you know, since she's been getting hurt as of late. But I remember when she first debuted in NXT, I was like, holy shit, this girl right here could be something, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I, I, I'm pretty a big fan of her from the things I've seen of her. Um, when I when I watched like black and, and gold NXT uh, when she was just first breaking in, mm-hmm. definitely had a lot of potential. There. You know what you you mentioned black and gold NXT, so I, I didn't have this in my notes, but I think we could touch on it real quick. So NXT did announce that they're gonna have like a Worlds Collide show the week of all that weekend. There's like so much wrestling happening that weekend, but uh, they did announce I believe Sunday afternoon they're gonna have the Worlds Collide, which is like the unification of both brands at this point with NXT and NXT UK because NXT UK will be no more. So you're going to have some unification matches. And then in 2023, they're going to start the NXT Europe brand. What if, and I'm just throwing this fantasy booking idea at you. What if whatever happens at this show, main event is over with no matter who goes over, whether it's Braun Baker or um, Tyler Bate, we get the unified champion. And then before... We get that, you know, lower third graphic of NXT. You kind of get this little quick, like, vignette on the screen. And you see, like, NXT 2.0, NXT UK, and then, like, some type of, like, smudge explosion or whatever. And we see the return of NXT, the black and gold brand. Oof. Hey. Uh, in, in a perfect world, man. In a perfect world, we would... Uh, that would be I think awful. it's very plausible, though. Yeah, I'm not putting it past them. I mean, I don't know if you saw, and I don't know if this is just a, uh, I mean, I think it still says NXT 2.0, uh, but um, there was like a new, it was on WWE.com, and I think Triple H has it has it now as his Twitter header, so Let me if you're see. listening to this, um, you can go sort of check it out. There, and The NXT logo is white. It's not, um, Let's see. it's not, it's not a rainbow colored uh, splash of like Nickelodeon slime thrown on it. Like it's, it's just white. So I don't know if that's kind of, uh. I don't know if that means that. I do next, see it I right now. It. it says, um, it still says NXT 2.0, but it is white. It yeah, it's white. It still says 2.0, but it's just white. Now, why is it white and not regular? Like, I don't know. It, it just seems like there's something is going to change. Yeah, they want to still call it 2.0. That's fine or whatever. I hate the 2.0. That but... 2.0 burns me up every time I read it. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. But hey, as, if you change up the colors and the logo and, you know, you kind of, I mean, hey, I don't know if we'll see the return of black and gold like as it was, but if you could just, I don't know, change up the logo, and make it look less like uh, like Nickelodeon style. Whatever. I, I hope this happens. I hope we get the return of black and gold. Yo, I'll lose my fucking mind if that happens. Oh yeah, I know that would that would be incredible, man. And and it'd be hey, I'd tune into NXT again. I I, guess, dude, I know? haven't watched NXT in God knows how long. I think the last time I watched, yeah. I think the last time I watched NXT was when Dolph Ziggler had a cup of coffee in NXT when he was, like, the champion. That was, like, the yeah. last time I was, like, intrigued by NXT. And... I, oh, I watched that one segment when he came on the screen, and then I watched 
a little bit when I was in Dallas. Um, you know, I was hanging out with some friends in the Airbnb the, right. the first day of Mania. We threw it on like the, the on Peacock on like the TV there. Mm-hmm. Uh, NXT was on, but like obviously wasn't really paying too much attention. So I think that's the last time too. I like, actually like watched an NXT show, and I say watched very loosely because I didn't really watch it. Right. Um, but yeah, it just uh, you know I just feel like there's got to be for me to tune in again. A lot's got to change, you know. Um, so there's enough wrestling on TV well, weekly, but you know, I, I tune in if it's good. And right now, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. seem like there's any reason to tune into anybody there. But I will say uh, that Worlds Collide show, I I'm definitely intrigued by Braun Breaker versus uh, Tyler Bate. I think that could be really good. Listen, all these WWE shows that are happening all out weekend, I plan on watching Monday when I come back from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Clash of the Castle too. That, yeah. that show looks really good. And. Um, yeah, this you know I don't know what other matches they announced, but I Tyler Bate versus Braun Breaker is definitely something I can get behind. Two uh, yep. two big guys going at it, and dude, I haven't seen Tyler Bate wrestle a match in God knows how long, mm-hmm. and I'm very high on him. So yeah, yeah. Well, um, I do plan on watching these shows when I come back from Chicago, so we'll see what happens. Speaking of NXT, um, an NXT relation, I know you're gonna get pumped up about this. How do you feel about Kevin Owens' presentation right now? Because it's oh. been oh oh. Man, listen, dude. I get so happy when I see this guy on my TV. And not saying that I didn't enjoy seeing Kevin Owens before. It's not that. But we're getting NXT Kevin Owens, his early run in the main roster. We're getting this version of Kevin Owens. Listen, Kevin Owens to me has always been a fucking star. The problem is that his booking at times has been eh. But now, man, this guy's over, bro. Oh, he's coming out with uh, the same Titantron yes. as he came out with when he first debuted on NXT. He's doing the old school pop up power bomb. Yep, he's got that old school logo again with the with the tape. Yep, he he's got oh my god, I mean yeah, he, he's the prize fighter again, man. This is the Kevin Owens I've been dying to see for a long time. Mm-hmm. Finally, you know, finally, it's about damn time. Um, and yeah, hopefully he can win a title sooner rather than later. And uh, man, it just looks. It makes Kevin Owens resigning with WWE earlier this year look that much better. Absolutely, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. Super pumped up because he's he's my favorite uh, in WWE. I'm a big Kevin Owens fan. Big KO guy too. I'm happy for him. And then also the the storytelling they're doing with like the subplot. And I did a post about it yesterday. The subplot of like the Sami Zayn bloodline story. Like obviously Roman's going into Clash of the Castle against Drew McIntyre, and I'm sure the match is gonna be great. But this subplot of Sami Zayn kind of being the bloodline's lackey, and yes, it has comedic tones, but the real story will be when the bloodline finally turns on Sami, and hopefully Kevin Owens gets involved in the story. Yeah, no, I'm definitely down for that. Yeah, I mean, I think the insertion of Sami Zayn has been hilarious. It's been it's been comedy gold, bro. It's a weird pairing, but man, it's been working, and it's it's really been uh you know uh, giving us some intriguing television. I love it. it comes out with a shirt and everything. Yo, and and <laughs> Roman <laughs> and Sammy have really good comedic chemistry. It absolutely is. It, it's it's weird. It's something that I don't think I would ever like. If Vince McMahon did this, I'd be like, what the hell? Like you know, uh, I mean, I you know he started a little bit of this, but right. um, you know, I, I would have been like. Uh, oh, like an idiot at what he's doing, <laughs> but you know, I guess this is kind of uh, proof that you kind of need to see how things play out. I mean, I know like the, that, that's like a lot of 
the big joke now. It's like, oh, let's see how things play out because uh, most of the times it play out into anything. But, but now we can actually say it when Triple H is booking it, though. Right, right. It's true. So give it time. Like I said, with Hit Row, give it time, let it play out. It's the same way with this. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been pretty funny. That closing shot, because I didn't watch SmackDown Live. Hilarious. I saw, Hilarious. I saw, you know, Roman with the chair on right, top right, of the right. And you know, just to see Sammy in there <laughs> throwing up the one. <laughs> you're like, what? Oh, it's so fucking funny, bro. It's so funny, man. Also, I was saying, like, listen, because, like, people want to cheer for Sammy, but obviously Sammy's still, like, a heel. Whenever the turn happens and Sammy Zayn is, like, face again, when he comes back to, like, his old theme, yo, the pop is going to be ridiculous. Oh, my God, I know. Like I said, he's uh, just an incredible... He's a great heel, but he's an even better baby face. Absolutely. long overdue for for a real big baby face run from Sami Zayn. And, uh, you know, if that's the case, I would, you know, have Kevin Owens be heel because that's the best Kevin Owens, in my opinion, even though he's good at, as, mm-hmm. as a baby face. But um, I would have him heel. So I don't know if, like, I'd have him and Sami Zayn interact too much if that would be the case. But, uh, yeah, listen, it's been long overdue. And, and like I said, it's just so nice to now have trust in a guy like Triple H running the show where it's like we don't have to worry about Kevin Owens being booked incorrectly. Right. Or How great is that? Know that Right, like we know Sami Zayn eventually will get that, you know, baby face turn and get that crazy pop and maybe be booked uh, to, you know, the right way. So it's 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 very nice. It's so refreshing. One last thing on WWE. So Edge and Damian Priest had this match on Monday Night Raw, and I thought the match was fucking great. Some interesting things came out after the match, you know, that I want to talk about. But also, yo, fucking Edge did a Canadian Destroyer in this match. That's how you know the WWE product is doing great. When Edge is just fucking doing Canadian Destroyers like nothing. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. In, in, in Canada, no less. That, that, that hits different when it's in, <laughs> in Canada. Too. Bro, I mean, let me tell think you, about I, this. That was a great crowd for Raw. <laughs> Think about um, this. Edge in 2022 is hitting a destroyer on Monday Night Raw. What the fuck? Dude, we're living in bizarro world, man. <laughs> what a crazy year 2022 has been in wrestling. I mean, I feel like we say that every year, mm-hmm. but my goodness, like this year has just been you, 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 there's been things that ha- that has been happening that you can't even predict. Right. Right. I thought the match was great between Damian Priest and Edge. I thought it was a fantastic match. Obviously, we got some um, some shenanigans afterwards with uh, Judgment Day. Uh, fucking attacking Edge, and then you get Beth Phoenix involved. I'm I'm assuming this is going to lead to a mixed tag match. But after the show went off the air, Edge ended up talking to the Toronto crowd, saying that contract is up next year, and he plans on retiring next year. Um, you think he's going to you think he's gonna retire next year, or you think he might still... Be like, you know what, let me give it a little bit more time. What do you think? I don't know, because I did read that he signed a three-year deal, so I, I guess it would be up around that time yep. or somewhere um, you know, shortly after that. Uh, listen, as much as I don't want it, I could definitely see it. Um, I just feel like it's like, damn, like he just got back. And like, right. Ooh, and it's like, can we can we really count 2020 because of the whole COVID era, you know? Right. And then he was hurt for a long period of right. time, too. That's like a man of action. So, like, realistically, he came back to face Randy Orton. Right. You know, Seth uh, Rollins. Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins. Like, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like there's more to offer. Yeah. And I know we, we, if he retires next year, I understand that we can get a whole another year of. Give you know, me one more year. Retire. So, by the time, like, if he signs, like, another year, like, you know what? I'll sign another year, right? Which I feel the WWE will give him anything he wants. Sign him. Give him another year contract. So, by the time he does retire in 2024, he has long hair again. Okay. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, 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 
listen, I will never tell somebody how right, to right, right, right. I mean, it's, it's all, if he's feeling it in his body and he feels like it's the right time, mm-hmm. then, hey, kudos, kudos to him. I'm glad we ended up getting, you know, Edge coming back for a short period of time. I'm glad he got to retire on his own terms. Right. So if that's the case, so let it be. Um, but, hey, you know, take the CM Punk approach until the wheels fall off, you know, until you're physically incapable. I just keep going. But, I mean, hey, that's me. I can't speak for him. Uh, I hope we get some great matches like uh, him against uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I was thinking uh, about that, too. I want him and Kevin Cody. Owens, yeah, Kevin Owens. I mean, there's so many different people. Johnny Gargano now yeah. coming back. What about Champa? Champa, um, yep, yep, yep. I mean, dude, there's so many guys uh, that, that I would love Drew to see. Drew McIntyre over in the McIntyre. SmackDown side of things. Listen, I would even be against seeing Edge and Roman go at it again. Yeah, hey, yeah, why not? I wouldn't mind that mm-hmm. either. Even Edge, Edge and, you know, Sami Zayn. I mean, any, any of these yeah. guys, really, I'd be intrigued to see first-time matchups with. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, hey, let's go. Uh, so, if that's the case, and if Edge is really kind of... I know we threw it out there as a teaser, but I don't know if anything's been talked about backstage, but if that's true... You know, I hope that they make the most out of this next year and really give Edge a bunch of matches that, you know, uh, that we want to see. So, like I said, who knows? We'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I just felt like when I heard that, I'm like, damn, already? Like, it's just been, just feels like it was way too short. And, like like you said, 2020, you can't really count that. And then, of course, you know, he got hurt for a long period yeah. of time. So, so, it's a shame. But, uh, hey, like I said, if he feels it's, it's time next year, <clears> then, then it's time. Well, listen, overall, the WWE product has been fantastic. And let me tell you something. They already put tickets on sale for Survivor Series. If, if the route we're going with WWE, if they continue just like giving us great TV product, I think I might want to take the trip to Boston for Survivor Series, okay? I know. I was looking at that. They have Extreme Rules and Philadelphia. <laughs> well, listen, I can't do Extreme Rules because I'm doing GCW and AC that weekend. But Survivor Series has a lot of potential, Okay. For me taking that trip to Boston. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy to see all these uh, these events selling out. The minute tickets go on sale, we haven't seen that in a while, man. Just, just further proof that Triple H effect is in full effect. And in Paul, uh, we in trust, baby. Back, baby. Oh, man. It's fucking great. Yeah, well, uh, when it gets closer to Survivor Series, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll take the trip to Boston. I don't fucking know. But, yeah, yeah like, it's, it's, I, I ain't ruling out anything. You know? <laughs> I say things and do the total opposite. So, Listen, you know, I mean, WWE I, I has I been great. Down, and I say I have to cut down, but. You know, hey, the card's good enough. Listen, bro, the way WWE's going, I think I might make my return to WWE shows again, okay? Because uh, uh, they, they, they've been hitting, bro. They've been fucking hitting. I've been enjoying Raw. I've been enjoying SmackDown. Listen, I remember the last time, the last couple weeks, I don't remember the last time I've been this invested in Ricochet matches, okay? Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, WWE product has been great. No, I know, for sure. And it, all, it, all it took was to get that old man out of the chair. All it took. <laughs> And didn't ask for much, and there we go. I mean, you know. So okay, so lastly, I, I wanted we don't have to go on, on, on long form with this, but I do want to touch on it because a lot of things transpired. This couple weeks ago, I want to say two weeks ago, I went to GCW Homecoming weekend. Okay, we got Moxie defending the GCW World Championship against Effie, and after the match, Moxie successfully defeated Effie. He kind of just went out. He's like, "Where's the competition at? Like." Who's going to take this title away from me? And Nick Gage came out. And we got this promo saying, Nick Gage saying, like, listen, I'm getting myself back in shape, but I know my matches are numbered. But what I do know is I want my title back. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, where Moxie said how much he loved Nick Gage, but you know what? He's going he's gonna to take this old dog to the backyard and just, you know, end, the, end his misery. So Mox said that he'll give Nick Gage his match, but he needs to put his career on the line. And I feel like it's going to happen 
a year from Mox and Gage one, and I think it's gonna happen actually Extreme Rules weekend, which is October eighth or 9th or October nine and ten, whatever that weekend is, and we're gonna get Nick Gage, John Moxley too. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean that's it's definitely interesting, and uh, you know it's I guess it wouldn't be surprising. I mean you you think. Nick Gage would win or he would lose? Do you think he would lose that match and lose his career? Because I, I don't see as much as, like, he says, like, oh, like, there's not much longer he has left. And, of course, with the level of violence that he's endured over the years. Yes. You know, yeah, I mean, who knows how long of a career this guy's going to have. But I just don't see him hanging it up right yet. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know what issues this guy's really going through. Right. Well, um, he's getting himself back into shape. And compared how he looked at the Hammerstein Ballroom to now... He really is getting into shape. So, good for Nick Gage. I'm happy for him. As much as he's playing the whole... And listen, I'm not saying that the, the man's not in pain. And the man doesn't, like, second-guess himself. Like, saying, like, how many more of these matches I have left. But just the story they're telling, especially with this whole career title versus thing. Listen, I love Mox to death. And I have no problem him continuing being GCW World Champion. But I think the story they're going to tell is Gage getting this big win in against Mox. One year in the making. I think so, too. I think Mox would definitely want to put him over. And let's be honest. I mean, John Mox has been the GCW champ for over a year now. Yeah, it'll be a year. Um, not quite a year. It'll yeah, be a year this weekend. This weekend coming right, up, right. it'll be a year. Yep. And, like, you know, I don't see anybody else on the roster right now who can really beat him besides Nick Gage. And, like I say, he's not going to be GCW champ forever, John Moxley, and he's going to have to drop that belt sooner rather than later. I don't think there's any guy that he'd rather drop that to than Nick Gage mm -hmm. and, uh, I don't think there's anybody better, like I said, on the GCW roster right now. No disrespect to anybody else on that roster. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I could definitely see Mox uh, putting him over there and Nick Gage continues his career. And, yeah, I think it'll probably happen in Atlantic City. I don't think there's anywhere else they, they would do that match. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely intrigued in it. And if Nick Gage is getting in great shape, then awesome. I mean, good for him. I mean, it's about damn time. Mm -hmm. And, hey, I hope uh, – well, I'm going to say I hope he takes it easy, but I know that's not going to be the case. <laughs> Also, also to tie up this whole GCW thing too, that same weekend, with a tear in my eye, Ryan, I attended this beautiful ceremony, what should have been a beautiful ceremony, between Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green renewing their vows, okay? Maven was there! Maven! He was there. He was in attendance. Matt Cardona's parents were in attendance. It was such a beautiful ceremony until that no-good piece of shit Nick Gage ruined everything, Okay? Left my guy, Matt Cardona, a bloody mess. And Chelsea Green had cake all over her face. Poor, I feel bad for the Cardonas, okay? And if somehow Nick Gage ends up winning his title back, I think Matt Cardona's going to want revenge. And he might be the first challenger, once again, could become the GCW World Champion. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see, obviously, the whole segment, but I saw bits and pieces of it. What a ridiculous segment it looked like. But my goodness, it looked like it's so much fun, too. Um, Dude, I got so many great shots. Like, oh god, yeah. The aftermath of it. Oh man, you know, shout outs to Matt and Chelsea, the Cardonas. They've reshared some of the stuff that I posted. But Jesus Christ, man, they they listen. I I love Matt Cardona so much. Like the level of respect that I have for this man, it's like wow, bro. Because he gets wrestling. He gets it. Of course, yeah. I mean, he's just continuing to do some of the best work of his entire career in GCW. Man, he's. He looks like he's having the absolute time of his life doing it, too. And it's, and it's so entertaining to watch. So, I mean, my goodness, just all the shenanigans going down. You knew there was going to be shenanigans, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, my goodness, it just looked absolutely ridiculous in the best way possible. Yeah, GCW's putting on some great stuff. And also, all that weekend, we're going to get the 
the Art of War game show, which I'm excited for that show. They announced the War Games match, which is going to be like a five-team uh, tag title War Games match. The Briscoes are involved, Alice Cologne and John Wayne Murdoch, which are playing like frenemies. So I'm expecting warfare and... Yeah, dude, All Out Weekend is happening this week, man. We're a couple days away, bro. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's come very, very quick. Um, you see a lot of good stuff. I mean, me and you are both going to the Art of War games. Yep. Um, I'm going to, you're going to Rampage as well, I assume, yep. right? Yeah, we'll, um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely link up, man. We'll probably do, oh, a, yeah. we'll do a social media post. Um, we're both going to yeah. be at All Out. We're both going to be at the Art of War game show, GCW. Uh, I think we're I'm doing... even going to uh, the four... Uh, four cups. Oh, nice! I'll be there too. I'll be there as oh, well nice. too. So yeah, Thursday. I don't have a ticket for that, but um, I think me and my buddies wanted to go. So uh, it's after Rampage. So I think uh, I think I'll be there as well. Oh, nice! Perfect, man. Yo, yeah, we'll definitely link up. Um, and you know, we'll we'll figure some things out. But uh, yeah, man. I know I know we we've been critical on AEW, which rightfully so. They did deserve their criticism, but it's not that we want to see them fail. We never want to see none of these companies fail. But we got to call a spade a spade and. You know, unfortunately, some of the booking directions on AEW has been questionable, but I still expect Call Out to be a great show. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm sure it'll be a great show. Uh, you know, it just it sucks, unfortunately. My level of excitement for the show is just not there. I'm more excited to see my friends like you and everybody else when I get down to Chicago and just hang out and eat some good pizza and just uh, get away for a little bit, more so than I actually am the, the show itself. But I'm sure, you know, come game day, a week from today, you know, uh, I'll wake up with, with some excitement because, uh, you know, it usually tends to happen. But right now, I just feel like the excitement is just down. There's no hype behind uh, the show. I'm sure that'll change, like I said, over the next week or so once I get into Chicago. But, uh, yeah, I'm, ex I'm looking forward to, to just being there and to, to hanging out. And, uh, yeah, it should be a hell of a weekend. I'm excited, bro. I'm excited for this weekend. I'm also excited to reunite with uh, the rest friends, Oridian and Teddy, hang out with them. So... The next uh, five days that I'm in Chicago, starting Thursday when I get there, should be you know should be exciting. It'll be a nice distraction, and yeah, just just watching some good wrestling, bro. Yeah, hey, that's that's what we love to do. Nothing better than that. Uh, I'm so glad that we got to do the show, bro. I'm really do. I'm really. I think the last time we did a show was like early August, so I'm glad that we got to regroup. You know, we're missing Leo, but. You know, to just talk all the shenanigans that's fucking happening in the wrestling and all the great stuff that's happening as well. So, uh, glad we did the show. And, yeah, we'll probably regroup sometime after All Out as a unit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about after that, especially, too, with all the WWE stuff going on next weekend as well. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty hectic weekend, so we'll definitely, uh, you know, have a loaded show, of course. So. All right, bro, give me the plugs in. At Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Yes, that is at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Everything's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right, you can find me at Rated R since 87, but make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm not going to say where you can find the podcast because this is a podcast, not a live show, so you know where to find us. And, yeah, if you guys are at All Out, you know, weekend, you know, reach out to us, DM us. Also, what I'm going to start doing is – I'm going to put our email on the bio, like on our, our episode bio. So if you guys have any questions, and and if it's like a reasonable question or any like input or anything, like not something like, hey, do you think like Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, if, like if they were to leave like WWE and go to AEW, you think they'll like reform the shield with John Mox? Like not like a dumb question like that. But like if you actually have like an intelligent question or like some intelligent input, Maybe I'll read it on the show, you know? 
something I'll maybe I'll, I'll consider to start doing. So if you do have like a question or you want some input or you want to give some input, you know, email us or DM us at Lucha Outsiders Everywhere. And that is it, guys. Hopefully we'll reunite as a unit after All Out. So for the old man, Leo, for our double Ryan Radar, I am yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Till next time, keep it Rated R. And stay tuned. Goodbye. Mm, 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 and good night, Ben. <laughs> <laughs>